No idea. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the No Idea Podcast, where we're coming live to you from the No Idea Man Cave, and we are super excited because it has been a while. And no, we haven't forgotten about each and every one of you. We've just been super busy. So if you are watching this, there's three of us today. If you're listening, there's three of us. Over here is my brother, Adam. I'm Aaron. And Adam, why don't you just kind of kind of throw it out there? Who's sitting between us? So we have a, um, a local legend, um, regional legend, I'd even say, uh, Bimbo Gifford from uh, Bimbo Skunks Lures. Yes. So, um, Bimbo, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, Glad to be here. <laughs> we yeah. ch- we've tried a few times. Had to cancel. Yeah. One was a snowstorm we chickened out on, and you know, schedules finally aligned. So, thanks a ton for taking out the time. Oh, and, um, my pleasure. You know, and, and being here for everything. As long as you so. got a lot of beer here. Yeah, we got tons. So, uh, again, if you're tuning in, if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to uh, podcasts, our podcast, uh, wherever you consume your podcast, whether it's Spotify or it's on Apple iTunes, whatever it is, uh, just subscribe to our podcast, if you will. That would be awesome. Uh, but again, you can watch on YouTube or you can listen. So we are so glad you are tuning in. So here we go. Where Adam, where the hell has have you been? Where have I been? Where, yes. Where have you been? Last episode was me because I'm pulling the weight 100%. It was me and I was walleye fishing about a month and a half ago and that was about it. Where have you been? Uh, working. Working. Spring's a bad time for me. I know. We are really excited because I, what would you say, Adam? We're, we're just over two years we have over 2,000 subscribers on YouTube, so thank you to everybody uh, for subscribing. Hit 2,000? Yeah. Well, we're at 1975 right now, but by the time you know people tune in, who knows? It will be at 2,000. No, no, no bull testicles. But uh, <laughs> I think so. Two years, two years running now, and I think we're kind of at a crossroads where we're kind of thinking about uh, what direction we're going with the channel. So share with them some idea or some some of the exciting news. Like you just recorded uh, something all weekend. It's pretty cool. We're looking yeah. forward to that. We we have some new episodes coming out um, that we are going to launch uh, segments that we call small small town sportsmen, um, where we feature the the I don't want to say average Joe, but the, just your average locals that we know that we grew up. By yeah, you know we grew up around you, and um, that have a very unique skill, um, a very unique passion for the outdoors, and share that passion with us. Um, that can also offer some skills, but also on top of that, we also want to take and and expand and visit some bait shops, uh, those those stores, those local businesses uh, that also outfit fit guys like Aaron and I. Aaron and I went up this uh this winter and we went ice fishing in Barron and just out of the clear blue. I had to stop at a couple bait shops on the way. One to get bait and then the other to get beer because we forgot it at the first <laughs> bait shop. So we want to feature those those small town places and people that can share their experiences and passion with us because that is truly what makes the outdoors. You talk about going to a opening tier camp opening fishing and what is it that makes it it's those people it's all that kind of stuff and i'll tell you one thing 
Aaron and I grew up in the outdoors. We have a passion for it. We did a lot of things kind of surface level, but we never were really great at any of it. And this is our opportunity to meet people like you, Bimbo, but also just got done shooting a couple episodes uh, with a, a few other people that you're going to see some really unique stuff. And we got a lot of stuff planned, a lot of really cool stuff planned um, from bait shops to our locals that are going to take us on some excursions. We're still doing reviews. We absolutely love reviews. So those who have been asking for more reviews, that's coming. For those who have been asking where are our podcasts, well, here you go. So we hope to get into some consistent podcasting now. Um, so that's kind of where we've been. Uh, Adam, you still drinking White Claw? Yep. Today I have something really cool. I'm still going to be a Bush Latte guy, but I found this. For those who are not living in Wisconsin and you don't know this is a Wisconsin thing, but brandy old fashions are a thing in Wisconsin. It's a Midwest thing. And so now I found New Belgium drink Wisconsinly, uh, damn good brandy old fashioned in a can. So I'm going to sip this uh, right in front of Bimbo. What's your, what's your go-to drink? Uh, rum and coke. Rum and coke. Yeah. Or beer. Or beer. <laughs> or Bloody Marys. Or Bloody Mary. Or whatever's in front of me. <laughs> and cold. And cold and so, free. Bamba, do you, do you feel like you fit this mold? Uh, oh, I'm sure I fit like gloves right in here. Especially <laughs> in between you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. Um, all right. So a segment in our podcast uh, episodes is you can't make this shit up. Uh, and so we want to share with you uh, maybe one or two uh, articles, news that you just can't make up. And the first one comes. Uh, it's actually a pretty sad one. Uh, this is a mother and a son. And the son was 22 years old, just to set this up. He's 22 years old. His mother and his son were out uh, in uh, – they were out hiking – and the mother saw a cub and convinced her son to shoot the cub. They shoot the cub, it dies, and they go home, wait a while, they come back to recover the carcass, and another cub returned. And they thought that was their first cub that they shot, so he shot that one thinking it was the other one. Uh, but here's the best part, they got their asses handed to them. Uh, over twenty thousand dollars in fines, wow. five Good. different felonies uh, were handed out to both the mom and the son. But man, talk about some bonding time, huh? Yeah, that was wonderful. I mean, have it, here's here's a question. We always do this. We always talk about like poaching and and all that stuff. But I have never once like looked at a deer when you know in the mid, up up north here when you can go shining in the fall and stuff. Never once does it. Cross my mind, hey, I should bring a 22. Yeah, I mean, what is, I mean, I just don't, that's probably why we're here and they're They've probably families. from a big city somewhere. Yeah, but man, I just can't, can't make that shit up. Adam, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, no, it just, it's not that difficult to do right things. I don't, I don't know. Well, you look at it, it, it also is, uh, I also know you, you say, Probably from the big city somewhere. Yeah. I also know a lot of morons from <laughs> the back country where they True. play banjos and shit and they just they're just dumb or cracked up on something. So I mean I it is what it is. It, it, people are dumb wherever you go and it's just not that difficult to not be an idiot. I don't know. Yeah. Stories like that are stupid. All right, here's here's one I want to share with you and this is uh this is some good stuff. This is some good shit. When you think about in Wisconsin here, what was it, about a year and a half ago, we had our first uh, wolf hunt in a while. 
and they set the quota at like 250, right? I think like that or something, something, like, something that. like that, thinking it would take some time to get to 250. Well, uh, I think it was, I think they had to shut it down within like five days or yeah, something because they got, they got so many. So there is a state, there's a state uh, in the United States that is planning to kill 700 wolves on Thursday. Uh, this is two weeks ago on Thursday. The Idaho Fish and Game Commission approved a revised draft for gray wolf management outlining they want to go from 1,200 to 500 animals. In the new plan, this was reviewed by Meat Eater, and we'll link the article down uh, in the show notes, but uh, it hasn't been yet released. The Idaho and game, Fish and Game lays out a strategy by increasing hunting efforts through monetary incentives and authorizing the lethal removal of both individual wolves and entire packs in response. Uh, and this really has uh, a lot to do with livestock conflicts. Um, so, and here's, um, and I think it's, it's funny how it's kind of a hot button topic here in, in Wisconsin, but I think if you talk to any, any um, hunter, you know, any, anybody who's out in the woods hunting, we would say, yeah, we've got some issues with wolves that I don't think we're, we're fully addressing and so forth. But here's a, here was an interesting thing in, uh, in this article. Wolf populations are hard to control because they're highly, Adam, what's this word? Fecund. F-E-C-U-N-D. Fecund. Do you know what that means? This would be a fun game to play. Fecund. Fecund. It means they have lots of offspring. So, wolves, they say, even if humans kill 29% of a wolf population in a year, the population won't decrease. So that's why they talk about pack control, though. Yeah. And, and eliminating packs, yep. not just killing wolves. In some cases, populations could remain stable in the face of up to 45% human-caused mortality. Wow. Let that sink in. So when we say, hey, we're going to let 250 tags, you know, huh? I mean, that's a... Man, so it'll be interesting. To, it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, how it, how it happens because they say they have a booming population of wolves. Um, Would you say that is this? I don't. I I don't know a ton about state by state plans with wolves. Do you, offhand, would you think this is the most aggressive wolf plan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I absolutely. Yep. Um, the, the wolves boils down, the, the population boom is, boils down to the inability of Idaho hunters to harvest enough wolves to keep the population in check, which is very fascinating. Again, when you go back to thinking how we can control it, but, you know, most times it's locked up in courts and then you can't hunt them and stuff. So it'll be interesting and it would just be nice if, if some state could figure it out where, you know, we can move forward in this whole wolf hunt debate and, you know, what was it endangered? It's a, it was considered an endangered species, and at one time. So, have you ever gone wolf hunting? No, no, no. I've never even applied for a tag. Coyote, coyote hunting? No. Neighbors dog hunting? <laughs> no. <laughs> Do you hunt? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I love hunting. You love venison? Oh yeah. Bear? I like bear better than venison. Really? By Jesus. by quite a bit. Okay. Nice. All right. So let's move on to the. To the Am I going to talk more about that? Like, oh, um, yeah, go ahead. No, no, if you want to talk more. I No. It, I just, I can't stand, like, it is the, it's still the, 
you, you go to a Northwoods bar, you go to any bar from Eau Claire on North, and they all of a sudden turn into a biologist and ecologist right. and all this kind of oh, crap. Yeah. Um, or again, it, the, with people like that, the sun setting and the sun rising becomes political. So instead of working collaboratively with the people that actually know what the hell they're talking about, not some dude sitting at a bar being like, oh, 15 years ago, he saw, well, you were drunk off your ass. You don't remember how many deer you actually saw. <laughs> so it, it actually working together, I'm really interested with the notes you talked about, Aaron, in there about the actual pack control, because that makes yeah. a shit ton yeah. of sense. Yes, right? it does. That makes sense. Like, yes, actually, if you eliminate a pack or two to control it, not just eliminate wolves. Because, yeah, one yeah. dog is going to produce six times more. Yeah. yeah. So, I just thought we were going to go more on that. Well, and one of the things, we should get a biologist on. This would be interesting, because I truly want to do a comparison, because it seems like... It seems like the, I would call it, I don't know, weak argument or the lazy argument for hunters when they say, we see no deer. Well, it's the wolves. Yeah. Well, is it the wolves or is it just piss poor hunting? <laughs> You're not a good hunter. Is it because you haven't scouted? Is it, is it other reasons? Is it because, you know, bear? Bear, I mean, right this time, we're re at, at the time of this recording, it's, it's, it's the end of May, and they say bear decimate uh, deer right now because they're hungry, and they're dropping the, the little fawns. Yeah, the bear and the bobcat. Yeah. And it yeah. takes seven years to get a bear take. Yeah, right? Seven yeah. years. So, and I, some, I, so I just be, it'd just be very fascinating to see because I'm sorry if I'm a wolf and, and if I'm in this area and I'm a deer, I'm gone. I'm not going to hang around, so it's not so much that they're killing the deer as is are they just if they're in the vicinity, deer know it and deer are gone. Well, the wolves will follow them then, know yeah. what they do. Yeah. Or they'll just sit around and go after the livestock that are yeah. basically <laughs> sitting ducks in a field. Or the farmer's dogs. Or the farmer's dogs. Or yeah. Sheep. Or Bimbo's neighbor's dogs. One of the two. So, all right, Bimbo Gifford. From Cameron, Wisconsin, I just want everybody to know when he pulled up, my kids were out front. They were selling lemonade uh, on the electrical box in our front yard. So, uh, And he asked, uh, he asked my son what grade he was in, and my son said, I'm in third grade. And Bimbo's like, I was the biggest kid in third grade for three years in a row. <laughs> so my question is, were you in third grade for three years? Or yes. were you Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I, that's how Bimbo introduced himself to my kids out front. It was awesome. So you're from Cameron. Cameron, all my life. All your life. Yeah. Describe Cameron for for the listeners who don't know where Cameron is. Uh, 50 miles north of Eau Claire. It's a wonderful community. Real, real tight knit. Not as much now because you know we've had so many. I want to call them outsiders move in, but. Um, People wonderful that don't place. Wanna, people that don't want to live in Rice Lake. Yeah, well, That's... they move in and then they want to get a grocery store and a tavern and a church at our end of town where it's a, just a residential area. So, but no, it's a really wonderful community. Yeah. So, so what's what's your tie with Excellence? So you are my grand. My father's a pastor up there, and correct. you know my father well, and that's kind of our right. connection. My grandma was a Vaness from Excellent. so. And when my mother was young, they lived up there. And I have um, 
three brothers with places up there, plus myself and a sister. So you spent time up in Exland. More time there than Cameron now. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. you you watch the Exland Braves play? Oh yeah. 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 Did you watch Aaron and I play? I remember when you played. Okay, so who was a better athlete, Aaron or me? Oh, Aaron was by long ways. Who was a player? Yeah, I was a manager. But Exxon's the choke capital of the world. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, it used to be awesome. Now between the cricks, you know, the, is, they used to manage cricks yep. and uh, plant fish, do stream management. None of that's done now. Gotcha. I believe all the money goes down south. So okay. yeah, okay, yeah, good old um, how bimbo is that your is that your God given name? Close bimbo. enough. Okay. Um, when I was born in 1952, Jim Reeves had a song out, "Bimbo, Bimbo, Where You Gonna Go?" Yeah, Google it. It's a cute song about this wonderful little boy and all this. So it is. And uh, my aunt went to the hospital and visit my mother and I, and said he looks like a little bimbo. And it stuck. And uh, even teachers in school, that's all everybody calls me is Bimbo. Oh, a lot of them don't even know my real name. Do, do you share, will you share your real name? Dan. Dan. Yes. I like Bimbo better. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look like a Dan. Yeah. No. I look like a Bimbo's right. <laughs> so, so your aunt was right. I didn't right. see that. So. All right. So tell, tell us a little bit about your... Outdoor background, hunting, fishing, all that kind of stuff. Well, we grew up right across from the swimming pool, and the swimming pool also had fish in it. So <laughs> we would go down there fishing. Um, brothers and I, of course, when 12 years old, we got to go to a hunting camp. And we were hunted everything imaginable other than wolves. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, grew up with a shotgun in one hand and a fishing pole in the other. Okay. Oh, shit. Nice. So, so at, at some point in time, though, there was a fly tying kit, right? Under a Christmas when tree? When I was 16, I got a fly tying kit for Christmas. Okay, and is that what spurred the bimbo scum? Yes, that's got me going because um, we used to walk to the local watering hole, and the, not the kind you guys frequent, but <laughs> one where there's fish. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'd go there and fish. Well, I would tie up a couple different flies. If they worked, fine, I'd improve on them, try to. And if they didn't work, I'd just throw them away. And ultimately came up with, came up with uh, the bimbo skunk. The bimbo skunk. So um, yeah, all this, folks, all this can be found on his website. That's bimboskunk.com. Correct. Correct. And we'll link that in the show notes uh, down below. So you got into fly tying. Uh, you, you were making these things. When did you finally land on one that you said, holy shit, this is good stuff right here? Quite a few years ago, and just my brothers and I would use it. We wouldn't tell nobody. And people would say, look at their, look at their catching them. I just, you know, you're screwing around. And when, when somebody starts tying with a new kit, they will not tie two flies the same. They'll tie 100 flies, and they'll all be different. Well, that's what I started out. But then as we found out what works better... And I actually discovered a couple things by accident. Um, mine, I actually have a patent and a trademark on it. And uh, I ran out of black thread, so I started using red. And I found out that that red around the thorax entices fish better. And then I, I got sloppy when I cut the thread off. Um, you'd have to wrap the whole hook and cover it to make it so the stuff doesn't slide. 
well, I'd leave a tail out there by accident and found out that that works good. So a couple things are accident, and I can't take all the credit. So it's basically decades of fine-tuning this bait exactly. to get to what you, what you have today. Yes. Uh, which is on the shelves across the country, which we'll talk about in a little bit here. Now I want to back up for a second. So to speak the language of non-Midwestern people, you said a while back. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We know what a while back means. Are is you talking like 15 years, years 30 years? I'm 70 years, years old. I started tying at 16. You do the math. 16. Okay. So, because <laughs> yes. so, I have in-laws in California, Florida. We have, <laughs> we actually, we have people that listen to this overseas. Over and, Germany. Oh, wow. And so... To, to hear to hear you say a while back, I mean, we know what you mean. We know what you mean. But to give them a picture, that's a long time ago. So you started started tying when you were sixteen, but this hasn't been your profession, right? No, I was. I'd worked uh, at a factory, and then I worked at Lampert for quite a few years. But then um, I was in construction, building bridges okay. for quite a few years in buildings with Marfit and Johnson. And um, aren't you a volunteer firefighter? Yes, I uh, I just. Told them at the last meeting to uh, find somebody to replace me. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? I'm in my 55th year. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So what, is, what do, you, do you get like a pen or like a, a bookmark or something? I'll probably get a bookmark, yeah. So along those lines, I really want to talk about this because I think it is. It, it touched me when I saw it. There was a photograph. There was a, there was a um, fire in Cameron. On a really cold day, yes. right? Yes. And there's a photograph that's pretty famous. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was um, about 55 below with the wind chill. And we had this fire, and it was a house fire. And everything just froze up. When you, we'd squirt water in, it would come out, the, come out up above and come down as pellets. Well, we got, finally got it out, and we're mopping up. And I wanted to talk to... Mitch about something, the fire chief, and I'm the assistant chief, and I said, Mitch, come here, and he stepped out of the garage into the sun, and all his whiskers just glistened. I says, hold it, I got to get a picture, so I had somebody, my gloves are frozen solid, so I had somebody pull them off, I reached in my pocket, I took a couple pictures, and I just stuck it back in. Well, we got back to the fire hall, I went and got some pizzas for the guys, and um, we put stuff away, and it was warming up, and I put it on Facebook that uh, we had a house fire, and our chief thought it was a splash park. And I just did it as a joke. And all of a sudden, my son called me that night, and he said, Dad, this is going viral. People started sharing it. And I mean, like there was, before midnight, there was over a 1,000 shares on it. And then it started hitting the news markets. And I was getting simultaneous calls from ABC, NBC, all of them the next morning permission to use it. Yeah. I got calls from Australia, London. <laughs> All over the country. That is awesome. But it's pretty neat. I got, and then Folgers used it as a um, as their advertisement. So I'm I'm looking at it right now, and we'll we'll share this on our socials as well, the picture of it, and that is it is just, I mean everything wrapped up into one from yep. you know the small town volunteer firefighter, right? Um, the climate that we deal with, that you deal with as a firefighter. It's just such a unique picture. And yes, it is. It's when I saw that, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, back to your passion then. Aside from putting out fires, um, when did you stop and say, 
I think I just created the best bait ever. <laughs> well, I had a lot of people telling me, you know, how they used it. And I sold roughly 8,000 to local sports shops. And I didn't pursue it any farther. And I got home from um, the cabin one Memorial weekend, or Labor Day weekend, and there was a guide from Iowa that had left a message on my phone, and he said he used it, and it outcaught his bait seven to one. Oh, nice. So he wanted to write an article about it. And he did, and uh, it went viral. And just that next morning, or Sunday morning, when the paper came out, my phone was just vibrating nonstop. I didn't have a website, I didn't have nothing. <laughs> so I beat it home and started tying and tying and tying, and all these people, I'm just taking the orders down on a pencil and paper, and I couldn't process credit cards, so I just say, I'll send it, you send me a check. And <laughs> you know, I'm sending them out trusting everybody. I only got burned once on that. Yeah, no shit. About $19 is all, so that was pretty good. Um, oh my God. But then my son, he's a brainiac, and he set up a website, built a website, and set everything up. So now when you order, you, you just go to bimboskunk.com, and it gives all the products there. And yep. So let's back up for a second. Let's just talk about, it. there's obviously a lot of variations, but let's talk about the base, the root, the basic bimbo skunk. Just talk us real yeah. quick through that. Did, okay. you, did you create it wanting it to look like something? Not really. Okay. You're just using your materials. But okay. I, I always wanted, for some reason or other, I always liked the stripe on the back, and that's how it got its name, the skunk, because the skunk's got a stripe. But uh, basically the... Um, it's like this, but now, if you can see, I have a lead head. I tied yeah. my daughter, who's 40 now, um, Danielle, um, she couldn't fly fish. She was too young. So I started tying it with an 80th ounce jig head, and then she could cast it out and reel in. Yeah. Well, pretty soon she was catching as many as I was. So then I started tying them, them on the jig head, and it worked just tremendous. So, it, 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 so then that's how it all started, though, was as a fly. Correct. It was actually a wet fly initially. Okay. No kidding. Now I refer to I that as that. unweighted. So so this one right here that I'm holding, I mean this is I mean how what would you say, half inch? It's a one thirty second ounce Turn and show. Okay. with a size eight hook. And how long does it take you to make this one? If I'm not bothered, I can cruise at thirty five an hour. 35 of these in an hour? Yeah, I could hit 40. I timed myself one time and I did. Um, <laughs> so wait, no, no. So that's like, oh my God, that's a lot. <laughs> but I'm paying for it now because look at my wrist. Oh, yeah. And I Whoa, had a, what is that? That's from tying. Really? And I had a cortisone shot here three okay. weeks ago and it didn't help. Is so like I can give you a white claw shot. Huh, right, perfect. Right no, I wanted these <laughs> other ones. <laughs> okay, so. And then these are primarily for what species? All of them. Um, they, basically, they're supposed to be for panfish, but I catch a lot of trout on them okay. also. But that one was designed for perch. Okay. We call it the perchinator. But every, everything just loves it. Hey, that's a t-shirt right there. The perchinator. You, you can't make that shit up. No, you can't. The perchinator. <laughs> okay, so you got perch. And this one, it's white. Yep. White body, white head, and the pink stripe. That one is called the blonde bimbo. <laughs> Every man should have a blonde bimbo fishing with him. <laughs> oh, my God. 
And you get crappies, right? I, when people ask which one works best for which, crappies typically like pink and white better than they do black or chartreuse. Okay. You know, in this country anyway. So they like that, and now I found out that they just love the orange too. But bluegills like them all across the board. Now, what's that one? Is this, this is what I remember as like. Okay, that's basically, I go, I would call that a chartreuse pink, chartreuse stripe with a pink head. Okay. And do you do, I mean, you just sit in your garage? Or do you have a man cave? I got a man cave, yeah. Do you watch TV? Do you drink Cokes while you're doing this? No, because I get lazy when I drink. Okay. So, but I got a man cave with, um, I got log cabinets and stuff I made. And I have um, a 55-inch TV there. Yeah. I listen. My wife gets mad because I listen to Judd Judy all the time. She hates Judd. I was going to say, so basically it's like the second half when Aaron Rodgers threw his third interception. You're like, screw it. I'm going to go tie yeah. 75 of these. Do you have one named the Judge Judy? Yeah, I should. <laughs> you should. We got the Judge Judy bimbo skunk right here. But I started out, they were all 180th of an ounce. Okay. Well, then I had people that wanted big, larger ones. So I started tying this in the 132nd. So I had the, all the whole selection across the board in 132nd, yep. but the blonde and the perchinator come in 132nd only. So then, now fishing up on the chip of flowage and drop shotting, I thought, why waste um, a sinker down there when you can have a bait? So I started tying them in a 132nd ounce, or 116th ounce. And then you open that if you want. So yeah. time out, what's drop shotting? Yeah, drop shotting. Drop shotting is when you clip a, clip a sinker on the end of your line and then you put a, a lure up higher and you drop it down, the sinker hits bottom so then your lure is up so you know where you're fishing, right? Uh -huh. okay. So why have that piece of lead down there with nothing yeah. on it? So so you have the, you're using a bimbo as a drop shot. Correct. Right? The 116th ounce up to a swivel. Oh man, I have no idea what this is. Up to a swivel, and then you have a smaller Correct. lure. To start, the proper way to do it is put, put your line through the smaller lure, one of the smaller ones that's in the kit, tie on the swivel, tie on that much line, and then the one of the drop shot lures, one of the 16th ounces. There's, there's pictures for you, Adam. So you uh, if there's any is. writing, I'll read them for you. <laughs> no, I do well with pictures. That's fine. <laughs> okay. So why do you do this? To, so you can get so you catch two fish so at a time. You can yes, quite often, probably one or twice, twice a day. I will. Oh, no shit. Yeah, and I've it, never done anything like this. No, ever. Have I. We met. You know what? Our second episode might need to be with you, showing us how to do this shit. Okay. Would you, would you take right us? out on the lake? Yeah. yeah do absolutely. you have a Do you have a boat? I got a pontoon. Oh, can we? Oh, that's, that's on windfall, but. Um, well, that's better. Can we catch fish there? Oh, yeah. Can we drink a beer there? A lot of little ones. Okay. Well, well that's drink okay. a beer. The fish don't start biting until after the second six pack. Hey, wait. <laughs> Chris Cruzy is calling Bimbo. Right Are you now. serious? Oh, my God. We should. Oh, oh have him call he you was back. Cruz yes, he was just calling. Chris Cruzy was calling. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because you, you were just. <laughs> you, guys, you don't know. Chris Cruzy was on what? American Idol. Uh, the Voice. The, the Voice. <laughs> and he was like runner up or something yes. like that. And you... I just missed him. Yeah, you just missed him. He was on there. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. And then we just uh, you just showed me pictures before we started the podcast. Over the weekend, it's you and your son. My brother, Dick. Your brother, brother and Chris Cousy. Yes. And you're all holding these ginormous panfish. Yes. And now when we were out, you know, they, we had been doing real well. 
But that was uh, one of those dream days. Yeah. You'd, Chris would throw out one, two, three, pull. <laughs> we were using fly rods and he was using a bobber. So you, so you fish these with bobbers? I, I, both. Okay, I, okay so, so let's simplify this question then. Okay. It's Sunday afternoon and you just want to go catch a meal. What are you going to take out? My Which fly rod. Right, right now, my fly rod. Okay. okay. Right now, and we're late May. Right as this episode is recorded, it's late May. Uh, what about mid July? Uh, spinning rod, because you're going to find them down by bottom. Okay. Because they want to go to cooler and that, water, right? That's where even in Prairie Lake, the 12 foot max. That's where this would work getting it down. Okay. Because they want to stay in cooler water. Yes. Because the water gets really. Yes, warm. and they're done do you, spawning. Do you ever so. do you ever use live bait? We put live bait on once in a while, a, a chunk of crawler or a, a wax worm, but mo most of the time you don't need to. But you, your tackle box, like, is all just bimbo scud. Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing other, you don't use anything else. No. You, would you put this up against any other bait? Like, this, sure. would you say this yeah. is the best bait for crappies? Well, let's start with, for panfish and perch. Most of, most of the time, yes. Yeah. You know, there are certain times of the year if something's hatching that somebody's, you know, if there's a bunch of tiny minnows they're feeding on and somebody's using a beetle spin, obviously that would maybe work better. Yeah, okay. But then I'd throw on the blonde bimbo because it almost looks like a minnow. Dang. This is a, so, and, and, then, and then also you make some for hard water for ice fishing, right? Yes. Yep. Yes, they are. Those are the ones with the metal, the steel ball. They got... Three, three gold yep. beads. Why are those different? Um, they look, there's not usually that many big bugs in the water in the winter. Okay. So I went to these. Okay. Nice. And that's basically all I use. So when did, okay, here we go. Uh, so you've had this passion and you've been doing this since you were 16 years old. When, when did you say, okay, it's because you said on your webpage, you said you would make them right? And then you just give them to friends, you'd give them to family. When yeah. did you start saying, man, I could really do something with this and start sending it around? Because now, today, it's a, around the country. Yes. How many bait stores today? I don't know. There's over a hundred. Okay. Uh, all the way down to Missouri. I got one in, um, even in Georgia. Okay. Yep. But I'm getting, we we uh, been advertising on Spacebook Marketplace. Yep. I call it Spacebook. You'll notice I screw up words on purpose. <laughs> um, but uh, we advertised on that, and it just went nuts. Uh -huh. So. Oh, yeah. you're, you better get home and start tying, because once everybody starts listening to this podcast. I had a beer, so I got lazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, and even like Shields. You go to Shields, yeah. they're, they're in the Shields store? Yes. I don't, I'm afraid of getting into a big box because I don't know if we could keep up. My daughter, she really does well tying for me. Okay. You know, she, so she just, she's uh, going to have our first grandson in July. So. Yeah. so uh, Wait, how many, so you're going to be a grandpa? First, again. Again. No. How, many gran how many grandchildren? I got three. Okay. All now, girls. Do, do they all get bimbo skunks? Yes. For birthday, Christmas. <laughs> yes, everybody does. Everybody does. So it's easy Christmas shopping. Yes, and then we have white elephant gift at uh, Christmas. So <laughs> they try to figure out what Bimbo's putting them in. So this year, that's why this is so bad. This year, this spring, I'd really kicked it this winter. And I 
I got my supply built up, so I had a bunch of jigs where the paint didn't turn out well or something. So I took them and I was supplying my family. Okay. And other people. <laughs> um, so what's next with it? You just enjoying it? And you, yes. I, I mean, are you kind of, is there like a, are you thinking succession with your daughter? Or? I'm sure they'll take it over. My son actually kind of would even maybe like to take it over. Yeah. Yeah. That is, man. What, what, um, this is so cool. So what advice would you have for somebody who has a passion, whatever it is, whether it's in, in uh, sporting or just anything in life, uh, similar to you that just like, man, I, you carried this with you through your entire life and then eventually you're like, oh, I'm retired. I'm going to kind of take this on a little bit more. I mean, what advice do you have for somebody that, uh, that, that would be looking? Just grab a hold of it and go with it. Yeah. This was kind of a joke because I would do this when I got laid off. You know, just for a little beer money in that. And we're building bridges, and uh, when they get close to layoff time, it was a standard joke. Well, Bimbo, you ready to go tie flies next week? <laughs> so, it, but it turned out well. And look at this now. This the is... Bimbo helps sell them, and the, everybody has to order. They'll order these variety packs, which has the blonde Bimbo and the Perchinator in it, but they'll still order them on the side okay i think not realizing they're getting that so you can get variety packs you can get individual ones Correct. if you wanted to and you can get the what is this one that's this a drop is, shot this is a drop shot a slip, slip bobber, bobber. Yep, yeah it's got the slip bobber in it for those who aren't watching but you, there's a slip bobber inside of it and it has three three swivels three three uh bobber stops yep the bobber three sizes eight fish catching catching pat patterns my son does all that. He just, he's yeah. a. So, so you got to outsource all this then, right? Obviously, you get the no. containers or no? They, you just order up containers, yeah. fill them up? In fact, I, I had one where I shorted the guy too. Oh. We, we make them ahead of time and my wife sits and helps. She helps me pack them. And then we get, my son ordered the, the shrink wrap. Yep. So I just shrink wrap them. That's he is your wife's. Hair blow dryer too to shrink it. I, I got a, um, a just a heat gun. Oh, <laughs> just, <okay. laughs> That's, that'd be cool. I yeah, used to tie you're... years ago, and you know, you're, before I came out with this, you're experimenting. You know, I'd grab my dog as a walk by, clip, clip, and yeah. I even took my daughter's hair and made a streamer one time. <laughs> caught a trout on it. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. Well, hey, uh, any. Uh, as it's spring and we're moving kind of, I mean, it's, I don't know about you guys, but it's about, Jesse, it's about 90 degrees in this garage. It's a little warm. It's a little warm. So we'll wrap up here. But any kind of tips or tricks on where to find panfish? Where to, I mean, what's biting right now? Where to find uh, the perch? Because we all love perch fries up here. Right now, everything's uh, in the shallows. Other the perch runner are running deep, but um, actually not. They're running with the walleyes, which okay. I've heard people catching them three and four feet of water on Prairie Lake anyway. Oh, nice. Okay. But... Uh, most of the fish right now are right at the end of brush or by brush piles, yep. and they're ready to move into shore. Okay. So I would I would guess with the temperature they'll probably be spawned out by the end of the week. So should we bleep out that you use the lake's name? No. <laughs> we'll get all the Moclair guys up there fishing. Marshmiller. It was in Marshmiller. <laughs> What's that? He's not afraid of us fishing. <laughs> no. his fish. Your dad's a different story. <laughs> yeah, my dad. 
<laughs> oh my god that we'll is be lucky awesome. if we can get the pontoon started yes <laughs> yes we'll get it uh okay so that people can go to bimboskunk.com correct they can order them there right right and you can learn more about bimbo uh gifford and the rest of the whole operation and his story which is a cool story but you shared pretty much all of it with us today so that's awesome yes uh, or you can even just call me just i have it right there i get lots of calls pennsylvania the amish Okay. Go over to the neighbors. They don't have computers. Okay. And a lot of people are surprised Michigan isn't computer illiterate yeah. either or literate. Yeah. So you get so you get people calling up from Pennsylvania. Oh yeah. Man. How many how many orders a day? That depends. One of my biggest days was a year ago Easter, and Saturday and Sunday I had fifty six orders from twenty one different states. Oh, okay. Just because. Like right now, I think I'm running ten, twelve a day. Fourteen Easter a year ago. Yes, Jesus is risen. Yes, let's go. Let's go. Oh, hey, (laughs) that's another T-shirt. Jesus with two bimbo skunks, just like this would be awesome. Um, Well, cool. So everybody can go to bimbo skunk. We also put is it all right if we put your phone number in the show notes? Yes, absolutely. Yes, and order up some bimbo skunks and so forth. And well, man, Adam, you got anything else? No, this. I mean, this was. Freaking cool! This is awesome. <laughs> I wanted. I've had a blast doing this. All right. Well, we should. We should. We got to get up this summer. I know. Yeah. I we need to do will an you, episode on a boat. Be, with yes, you. you'll be one of our uh, small town sportsmen. Where you're going to take us, and and we're going to catch some on bimbo bimbo skunks, and you're going to show us how to do it. That'd what's be awesome. Fav- what's your favorite way to cook fish? Just deep fry. I I do it different every way on purpose, so I don't get sick of nothing because. Uh, one winter, 17 mornings in a row, I had them for breakfast. Mm. <laughs> but um, I like the skin on them. Yep. So I, I got a scaler. You but if I scale it, it, it rolls like a hair dryer or like a hair curling iron. Okay. And it's got claws on it. But if I did it here, there would be uh, scales on that garage drawer. Yeah. Okay. You got to do it outside or inside of a box. Yeah. But uh, about every fifth. Uh, May meal, I will cut the heads off okay. and get them out the old-fashioned way. All right. Nice. All right. Well, God, it's hot in here. This is awesome. Oh, this is good. All right. Well, we want to thank everybody for listening. We want to thank you, Bimbo, for joining us. This has been thank such you a, for this having This has me. been a treat for us. Well, this has been yeah. really awesome. For you to, come, for you to venture down <laughs> yep. through the construction. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah. And to be here with us. And again... Um, everything we talked about is going to be linked in the show notes below. Again, if you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our YouTube channel right here. Uh, if you found this video uh, just informational, if you had fun watching it, give us a thumbs up, turn on the notifications. And then again, if you're listening to this on a podcast uh, platform, we'd love for you to subscribe to the No Idea podcast as well. You can also check us out on Facebook. And you can check us out on Instagram. And we're excited for all the new episodes to drop here soon this summer. Okay. Well, good talk. See you out there. See ya. Thank you. Yeah. Have a good one, man. Been a pleasure. Boom! No. Right.